0: 2 Corinthians, starting in chapter 10. Remember, Paul is writing in part to respond to the fact that there were many, there are people that had come through that uh, considered themselves super apostles that talked down about Paul, uh, put him down as, oh, he's poor, he's, he lives this terrible life. Look at how wonderful we are, how rich we are you need to follow us, and you need to give us money, ironically. Um, and you need, you know, you, you, you don't want to live a life like Paul, and whereas Paul says, I'm living the life of Christ. And so one of the other things that they would say about Paul is that uh, he's very meek and unimpressive in person, but his letters were weighty, And so here he says, now I, Paul, myself, urge you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am meek when face to face with you, but bold toward you when absent. I ask that when I am present, I need not be bold with confidence, with which I propose to be courageous against some who regard us as if we walked according to the flesh. He's saying, I can't overcome you with my flesh or shouting down, shouting you down. I can simply present the truth. And so it is my, it's certainly my preference to come to you in meekness, to share the word of God in truth and not try to badger you or uh, in, in any way bring a harsh message to you. I would rather set that down in, into writing now. Here's the truth. Where do you stand against this truth? but come in uh, care for you and helping you to come into this place. He says, Christ himself was meek and gentle, yet he was raised in strength. And three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. So as he's already laid out in the previous chapters, he's saying we we are living a spiritual life. Yes, we are in this body. And so we're living kind of a dual life, a life in the body. But more importantly, a life of the spirit. And he says the things that we come against, our real enemies are not even the people throwing stones at us, but the spirits that are uh, impelling them to do this, it's the spirits that attack us and come against us because they know we are overturning their kingdom. And the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. So if you don't think I'm very impressive looking or very impressive in my speech, Those things are completely irrelevant in the fight that we are in. It is all about life in the spirit. And in these things, Paul says, I am powerful to overcome every fortress of darkness, destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And he says, any thought that enters my own head. So he's kind of transitioning from speaking just about himself to teaching Any thought that enters my own head that goes against this truth, I take it captive so that it cannot affect me anymore, ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. So anytime we have thoughts that are not of the Lord, we need to take them captive, realize that they are from the enemy or from our flesh, and push those away, lay those down at the feet of Christ and not have anything to do with them. Seven, you are looking at things as they are outwardly. So he's saying, again, it's the spiritual life, not outward appearances. Then he says, if anyone is confident in himself that he is Christ, let him consider this again within himself, that just as he is Christ's, so also are we. For even if I boast somewhat further about our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be put to shame for I do not wish to seem as if I would terrify you by my letters for they say his letters are weighty and strong, but his personal presence is unimpressive and his speech contemptible. Let such a person consider this, that what we are in word by letters when absent such persons, we are also indeed when present. So I often say that, that Paul wasn't an impressive speaker and, um, and, you know, he, he was meek. Well, that, that's, he's, he's actually quoting what they had said to him. So that's where some of that comes from. There's other evidence of this. Um, Paul says, if, if my letters are impressive to you, guess what? I'm writing them. <laughs> so if my letters seem more impressive than my appearance or my speech, who cares? The letters are coming from me. Why are you being deceived by appearances? Twelve. For we are not bold to class or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves, but when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are without understanding. But we will not boast beyond our measure, but within the measure of the sphere, which God apportioned to us as a measure to reach even as far as you. For we are not overextending ourselves as if we did not reach to you, for we were the first to come even as far as you in the gospel of Christ not boasting beyond our measure, that is, in other men's labors, but with the hope that as your faith grows, we will be within our sphere enlarged even more by you. So as to preach the gospel even to the regions beyond you and not to boast in what has been accomplished in the sphere of another. But he who boasts is to boast in the Lord, for it is not he who commends himself that is approved, but he whom the Lord commends. So this is we don't go around trying to make ourselves great. And we're not going around trying to compare ourselves to others. People who do this have no understanding of anything. We boast only in the work of the Lord through us. And that is you, by the way, Corinthians. And he says, our our greater growth will happen through through the Lord, his spirit, and through the work in others. As you grow, uh, the Lord will apportion more grace to us for others as well. And so that is our boasting. That is our work. And he quotes Jeremiah, but he who boasts is to boast in the Lord, for it is he, for, sorry, for it is not he who commends himself that is approved, but he whom the Lord commends. So I so said, these people that are going around uh, trying to be impressive to you, that you're impressed with their outward appearances, it's all just them in the flesh conjuring up impressiveness by, by, by you know maybe they're they were gifted in the way they were brought up and into being charismatic or being uh, good looking or being rich or maybe they've accomplished a lot in the flesh but it's all of the flesh he said i am coming in the spirit and that is given by god and he is the one that commends me to you and that should have your attention and then we're on to chapter 11 and paul's going to go on for a bit um you know, giving his resume because they, they they asked for his resume, and at first he said, "I'm not going to give you a resume. You are my resume." But now he says, "All right, man. I'll." I'll he says, "This is completely foolish, but I'll, I'll uh, tell you a little bit about myself here." Uh, he says, "For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin." But I am afraid that, as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For if one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you bear this beautifully. For I consider myself not in the least inferior to the most eminent apostles." But even if I am unskilled in speech, yet I am not so in knowledge. In fact, in every way, we have made this evident to you in all things. So Paul's saying, I I started this work of the Lord in you, and I'm jealous to see this work continue to flourish and not be led astray, just as the serpent led Eve astray. That is what's happening to you through these other people who are calling themselves apostles. But I am jealous for you as the Lord is jealous for his people. I want to present you to Christ as a perfect bride. He said, if someone comes and preaches a different gospel to you, that is from a different spirit and you should have nothing to do with it. He says, says, regardless of how well I speak, I am not inferior to any other apostle. Because I speak from the knowledge of the Lord, which is more important than any speech. 7. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted, because I preached the gospel of God to you without charge? I robbed other churches by taking wages from them to serve you. And when I was present with you and was in need, I was not a burden to anyone. For when the brethren came from Macedonia, they fully supplied my need, And in everything, I kept myself from being a burden to you and will continue to do so. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be stopped in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you. God knows I do. So he's saying, I I was completely humble before you. I took from the the giving of other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who gave for me so that I could preach the word for you. And then after I spent some time with you and ran out of that money, I worked with my own hands instead of being a burden to you, because I wanted nothing to burden you from knowing the truth of the gospel. And so, you know, again, there, he, he's being attacked because he's not rich, and he's saying, well, I, I could, I could, you know, demand money from you, but I wanted there to be no stumbling block between me and you. And so, I don't care if I'm poor, I will work, all I care about is the work of God being revealed in you. And so, me taking money from you uh, was not something I saw as a a benefit to that, but a hindrance, and so I worked with my own hands while I mostly, in the Spirit, worked for you. And others who are not uh, afflicted by these other voices, came by and they supplied my need. So I was, again, not a burden to you. And then he begins to speak about these other voices that are coming against them while he's not there. But what I am doing, I will continue to do so that I may cut off opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the matter about which they are boasting. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. So Satan, it's extremely rare that Satan comes as something that's obviously evil. He most often approaches in disguise as, as someone who says they are bringing us good news, they are teaching us the good way, and their way is going to sound good uh, to the flesh, because otherwise it just wouldn't be very effective. But he is the liar, the deceiver, and he disguises himself as an angel of light, and so this is how he comes. And he says, they, they, they may sound good, but they are for their own benefit, not for yours. And Paul says, all right, I feel ridiculous for doing this, and certainly Jesus would never do this, but I'll give you my little resume uh, because you seem to like foolishness because you're entertaining these other fools. 20 says, for you tolerate it if anyone enslaves you, anyone devours you, anyone takes advantage of you, anyone exalts himself, anyone hits you in the face. To my shame, I must say that we have been weak by comparison but in whatever respect, anyone else is bold. I speak in foolishness. I am just as bold myself. And he goes on to give his resume. Are they Hebrews? Well, so am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if I'm insane for having to do this. But he says, I more so in far more labors and far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death, five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I have spent in the deep, I have been on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among the false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights and hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there's the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? So he says, everyone, everywhere I go, they're trying to kill me. And even then the enemy has worked in natural disasters against me. So I have under, endured so much hardship, but it is all for the glory of God. And God has brought me through it. And he said, but the hardest thing is that I spend time in prayer, in travail for all the churches everywhere that I've planted where the spirit of Christ is growing and building up people And I pray for them. And he says that when when you are weak, I am weak with you. I'm praying for you to overcome. He says, when people are led into sin, it's my intense concern. He says, these are greater things than even being lost at sea for a day and a half or being beaten with stones to the point of death. It's this intense struggle in the spirit, which I am constantly about for you. 30. If I have to boast, I will boast of what pertains to my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the ethnarch under Aretas, the king was guarding the city of Damascus in order to seize me, and I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall, and so escaped his hands. So he says, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, brag about mighty exploits. Uh, I'm going to brag about the fact that I am weak, but God is strong through through me and he is about the mighty exploits. I am simply a willing servant in his hands. And we'll pick that up tomorrow. Uh, That's it for today. God bless you.